um, say a husband comes to his, his wife and says, uh, Honey, this weekend, um, I would like to spend this weekend with an old flame of mine, old girlfriend. You know, I was going out with her before we were going out. So if you don't mind, I, this is what I need in my life right now, just to spend this weekend with her. Um, is that all right? And her response is, yeah, if, you know, if that's what you need, sure, you know I love you. So I'll do whatever you want this weekend, and I'll see you when you get back. I, I love you. Something wrong with that, right? What should have been uh, the response there? Or, well, first of all, he shouldn't have asked that in the first place. He hadn't been thinking that. But secondly, her response should have been, yeah, no. No, we can't do that. We've got to talk. We're husband and wife. No. You know, we... We have to work on this. So it's, it's obvious from the example that they don't really love each other, right? Because they're not willing to say, no, uh, you can't do that. Well, in a similar way, we can see this with uh, the Ten Commandments, right? Because God uh, gives us these Ten Commandments, not as burdens, but because He loves us, because He cares about us. And so He says, you know, you can't do these things. or you, you should do these things and be close to me because he knows what we need in our heart. He created us. He redeemed us. He knows what's going to make us happy. And he's not going to tolerate anybody getting in the way. You know, in the Old Testament, a lot of times there's spousal imagery in the Old Testament. God is seen as the husband and the chosen people as his bride, right? And sometimes his bride would, would go away from him. But he always remained faithful. Um, you have this imagery too in the, in the gospel. Jesus, uh, tired of, of all the commerce, all the distractions in the temple that's not helping people to pray, as you know, making the temple into something else. And so he drives them out because of zeal for, for his father's house, zeal for the temple. But he has zeal, love for the temple of our bodies, of our souls, of our hearts now. And because he loves us, he wants to drive everything out that's, that gets in the way between us and God. Now, in the first reading, you have the imagery of God as a jealous God. Now, when we hear this term jealousy, a lot of times we think of the, of the bad jealousy, right? So is this like God is a bad boyfriend, who, like a controlling boyfriend who cuts off uh, relationships with family members, with true friends? No. That's not what we're talking about here. Any true relationship will build up your friendships, will build up your relationship with your, with your family members. So that's what God wants, but it's jealousy in a good way, meaning that, like in the first example, the wife would have said, no, I can't do that. We're husband and wife. We've got to work this out. So in order for us to have a healthy heart, have a, we, we need a disciplined heart. So in order, the first week of our message series, we talked about the need for an open heart. We need to take off those blocks in our, in our life. Whatever is blocking us to hearing God. We talked about that song, you know, that, that things that we take in without realizing it. Last week, we talked about the need for a trusting heart. We listen to those who we trust. And the story about the angel and the couple that followed the angel because they trusted in God. Jesus, I trust in you. This week, I want to talk about the need for a disciplined heart. You can call these Ten Commandments the Ten Disciplines of God if you want. It's the natural law 
that's present in every human heart in all time, in all history, at whatever stage of life. This is common sense, the natural law that's in everybody's heart. Lord is just bringing it out. So you know in your life that when you want to accomplish something physically or if you need a personal trainer or to, uh, so, or to help with exercise, a doctor, that um, they're going to help you do that. And they take no excuses. You've got to take this food out of your diet. You've got to do these exercises, and you've got to do it. If you want to have a healthy physical heart, healthy body, you've got to do this stuff. But in a similar way, if you can just envision me for the next few minutes as your, uh, as your spiritual coach. So whatever, whatever imagery comes to your mind, if it helps me having a sweatband on my, my forehead, you can envision that, or uh, your favorite bear coach, you know, the greatest bear coach, or, you know, who would that be? Buddy Ryan, of course, Buddy Ryan. So, um, okay, maybe not, but, or you can see me as Jane Fonda. So whatever works, okay, maybe those imagery doesn't work, but for the next few minutes, let's briefly go through the Ten Commandments, because a lot of times I hear people say, Father, I've been pretty good. I haven't killed anybody, haven't robbed any banks, I haven't really broken the Ten Commandments. Let's take a deeper look at these Ten Commandments. So the first one, I am the Lord your God. You shall not have other gods before me. So probably we don't have an idol in our room that we're worshiping at night, all right? But what could happen sometimes is when we need to make a decision in life, uh, instead of going to God, we go to our doctor, we go to our financial advisor, we go to our, our friends, our family members, and we make a decision based on that, but we don't talk to God at all. We don't pray about it. We don't go, go to Jesus, to the church. So we're making them our gods above God himself. Number two, you should not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Now, when I say this commandments, understand that it's deeper than, than just the commandment itself, right? So as Christians, we go, we go deeper. So under this can also be included bad language. So I have a feeling that we all may have had some bad language over time or using the Lord's name in vain. Or maybe you're thinking, well, I'm not that bad right now. Okay, well, do you text OMG? Do you text that? Or like, oh, Father, I mean, that's, that's just texting. I mean, that's, I'm not saying it, but what's it stand for? Or what's other abbreviations stand for that you text that isn't the best? Or is, oh, my God, just used as a filler? in conversation. It's not, doesn't have any meaning. So what I tell people in order to overcome this, when you notice that you've done it, just stop talking for a few seconds. Even if the person thinks you're a little crazy, that's all right. Just stop talking and then continue after that because we need to be more intentional about what we say and not say, right? Okay, number three. Remember to keep holy the Sabbath day. Well, the obvious uh, one of this would be going to Mass on every Sunday, or if you can't make Sunday, then Saturday night. Or do we put kids' sports in front of that, or kids' activities, plays, or whatever? What message does that tell our kids? That that is more important than God this weekend. We say, but yeah, but we, we still pray. I mean, but where's the holiest place in this area? Right here. It's because it's where God resides in his real presence in the Eucharist. It's the holiest place. Nothing replaces coming to church on Sunday or Saturday night. It was, yeah, but the coach, you know, they're going to bench my kid. You know, if I don't go, if she doesn't participate in this game, if he doesn't go, 
All right, well, they deal with real-world consequences for standing up for your faith, right? If more parents and more kids stood up for their faith, then coaches would respect that. But since they're not right now, coaches aren't respecting that. Some coaches. Number four, honor your father and your mother. Obvious one. Are you obeying your parents? Kids, are you lying to your parents? Are you putting up the, the mask that everything is fine, but yeah, no, it's not. You're lying, you're cheating, you're you know, doing whatever. Um, for the parents, are you visiting your own parents? Are you spending time with them? Uh, if your parents are deceased, are you praying for them, offering masses for them, uh, praying rosaries for them, doing sacrifices for them? Number five, you should not kill. The obvious one of this is, is abortion today, right? You know, so do we support any companies that, that promote abortion? Um, you know, we gotta stop that. You know, we gotta, we're people of life. We gotta say what's right and what's wrong. Of course, if, if we've been involved in any way, uh, there's always mercy, there's always forgiveness. But we gotta stand up for life and say it. Okay, well maybe you're thinking, yeah, I have been involved, that's some good. Well, have you killed someone's reputation by something that you've said? Even if it may have been technically right, maybe the other person didn't know about that, that killed the reputation for them, or maybe something you posted on Facebook or Twitter, you know, put out to other people. That's killing as well. Let's combine six and nine. You should not commit adultery. You should not covet your neighbor's wife. I think it's a universal experience for every priest that, you know, especially when the kids learn these commandments and you have a second grader, you know, just imagine a second grader come up to you and say, Father, forgive me, I, I have committed adultery. Okay, well, probably not, probably not. But uh, so then we explain it as best as, as we can. But what's included underneath this is impurity, right? So anything that's impure. So the obvious example for today will be pornography, impure stuff on, on TV. You know, that's, that's rampant in uh, people's lives and families, uh, even in work. You know, they say 70% of that happens in work. Um, so let's bring it to light. Let's stop pretending. Let's stop being naive. That's not an issue. The kids are being exposed to it earlier and earlier. Um, kids, can you bring up to your parents if, you're, if you struggle with it? Um, spouses can bring up to, to your spouse, ask, ask for help there. And parents and spouses, don't go ballistic, don't go ballistic when they bring it up to you. Give them the freedom to bring it up. Of course, there may have to be some discipline you know, to overcome that and give your spouse, give your parents some time for, for healing to work through that. But we have to bring these things to light. We had to be uh, prudent, like if it's a problem with your iPhone, problem with your tablet, problem with, with your computer, then put different blocks on it or stop using it for a time. Got to be serious about it. Got to stop playing with fire because it will destroy us over time. Okay, let's combine 7 and 10. You should not steal. You should not covet your neighbor's goods. Have you wasted time at work? You know, I mean, of course, there's break time. You can check Facebook and stuff like that do other things during break time, but other than that, are you wasting time? You're being paid for a certain amount of time to work, right? If you're not doing that, then you're stealing from the company, right? Well, the argument a lot of times, well, yeah, well, I don't like my boss. My boss isn't fair. And my, my company, they're cheating me out of, 
out of what I should be getting anyway for my salary, so this is just just. No, it's, it's not just. You're, you're rationalizing. Even though you, they may be cheating you, but be truthful yourself. Be honest yourself. And number eight, you should not bear false witness against your neighbor. Huge issue today with gossip, with lying, even on the, on the computer, uh, social media. Are we being truthful with our statements? Are we being truthful with the pictures we put up there, with everything that we're doing? Even though it seems like a lot of lying is going on, can we be truthful ourselves? Can we be honest ourselves and deal with the consequences? Be people of integrity. Yeah, I think this is a good little examination of conscience. I guess to think about these things. We need discipline, right? We need these, these Ten Commandments uh, because God loves us. Um, of course, the understanding is if we've ever fallen in any of these ways, there's also always mercy, always mercy, always the opportunity for forgiveness. But we need to repent of it. You need to say, I have done this, and I'm sorry, or, I've not done this. So what's one thing that came to your mind, or, or maybe more than one thing, that, that, uh, that cut you to the heart that I said? Or maybe one thing that you're afraid that I was going to say, and you're relieved that I didn't say it? What's that thing? So this week, I'd like us to do this. Choose one thing to do this week. One of these things that have, has come up in your mind, that you know the Lord is calling you to do. Do that. And choose one thing that the Lord, you know, is calling you to give up. Give that up this week. Can we do that? Can we do that? If we're, you know, really to have an effect on each other and on our community, we have to try this. So let's ask the Lord for the grace this week to have no more excuses, to, uh, to have a disciplined heart, to trust the Lord so that he may drive out whatever is there that's not of him.